everyone, and welcome once again to Turbo, a soccer Rangers Turbo. podcast, <laughs> where we talk about conventions, cosplay, and nerddom in general. I'm Cole, I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Robert, I'm the Red Ranger. And I am Tyler, I am your Black Ranger. And we can all see each other. Uh, okay, but yes, they can't see that. Yeah, yeah, but they can't see that. Thank you we're for in the recording out. studio. How would they not see us? Exactly. I, I don't... Thank you, thank you, Cole, for pointing out the obvious again. As I finally tore down this stupid curtain that, that Tyler likes to hang around his desk. God damn. We, it's not around my desk. It's around your desk. We just hang it around you so people can't see you. Yeah. Really? Then uh, why is it, like, just around your desk? Like... Um... And, cool. and, for, and, by, and by the way, who that's, gave you the? And, that's and your, by the way, that's your desk, though. <laughs> yeah, that's. You um, don't even know where your own desk is. Like, Cole, did you not realize how big this recording studio was? Apparently not. <laughs> and by the way, who gave Tyler the glow in the dark chalk? Glow in the dark chalk? Because I, I think either I that think or was Amy's been dreaming. Yeah, I think Amy's been drawing over Tyler's desk, which she painted with chalkboard paint. Okay. Sure, let's go with it. Why not? I have no idea what he's talking, but I think he's seeing things. We're going to have to put him down. <laughs> I'm totally sane. Um, that's questionable. <laughs> Highly questionable. Of course, of course. So, anyways. So, anyway. With? <laughs> of course, it is another day in the recording studio. Said, who so, you fuck with? Come on, answer the question. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Rob, what you mm. fuck with? Um, my fiance. Oh no, no, come on! This is, <laughs> lingo. This is the thing where you say things that you're interested in is are things that you fuck with. Yeah, I'd fuck I fuck with that. And it's just like we fucks with you. I fucks with you too. And it's just like hanging out and being like, yeah, I'm into that. Come mm. on, kids. You're so you're so unhip. I mean, it's the funny. It, th- doesn't th- that sound better than saying I fuck with my sander? Hey, that's it. Yeah, I fucks with it. <laughs> I fucks with my sander too. Fucks yeah. with my Dremel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder it smokes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, my three by twenty-one inch belt sander. Mmm, that's some good fucking. What is Cole's making a reference to? I don't know. <laughs> Half the time, I, was I don't making know. Making a joke that you said, guys. Never mind. Anyway. Yeah. I just yeah, assume yeah, it's always care. a Canadian thing. I know it's not. <laughs> I, I can tell you that right now. He says it's things a cold even thing. I don't get. And, uh, yeah, it's not a Canadian. I, I understand you have barriers, and you think, oh, it's just probably a Canadian thing. And then, I, I, then you can look over at me, and I'm just shaking my head. I was like, I have <laughs> It's not a Canadian thing. Guess I have to take your word for it. Yes. Yes, you do. Oh, God, you still have that hat. Oh, hey, Anyways. Smarty McFly. I didn't realize you were in the uh, McFly! In the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh that's my that's when we dressed up as the uh uh the skins and everything when GTA we in GTA <laughs> we like to make costumes because that's part of the fun. We was like yeah. what can I dress up as? And then we spend the entire time dressing up and we're like shit, we ran out of time. We didn't even have time to do the heist because it's like <laughs> one person gets dressed and gets going and the other person is like I'm ready, I'm ready to go. I was like wait, wait, I get, just give me 5 minutes while I do things and then someone else is like well, I guess I'll go look at some other things and make mine a little bit better. And then the other person's done and like, okay, I'm ready to go. And it's like, well, now I'm halfway through another character that I'm trying to make. And it's like this endless loop of going back and forth of like, what? 
two people are ready to go, or two, two, two to three people are ready to go, and one person's messing around with something, and then the other three are like, well, I guess I'll mess around with something while he messes around with that, and then they go off and do their things, and then that person gets done, and it's just, it's just an endless loop, just cycling back and forth. Sounds and, about right for And then nothing game. ever gets done. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with being out of Kovic from now on. It's working for me. I just dress up. I just make... I just... I'm, a, I'm yeah. myself. That's what I dress up as. Anyways, though, um, Robert, Shut you up. were talking about a little something about a bit earlier. Oh, Thanks. yeah. Yes. Um, so I have some uh, terrible news to go and uh, let everybody know right now. Um, He's got I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I, cats, I'm cats. sorry, everybody. I know this is going to be really disappointing to a lot of the fans. Um, I don't know of what nationality, but I'm sure there's at least some fans that will be really sad about this. Uh, we could not save Cole's penis. Uh, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry. That, I couldn't come up with anything better. Just that. It's just, you just, you don't put your penis around dogs. It's just, you just don't do that. Mm. It was a freak horse dog accident. We'll save you the details because we're not R-rated. No, No, we're not. Moment of silence, please. Okay, long enough moment. Good enough. (laughs) It's more, more than it deserves. So... Uh, what are we talking about? Are we talking about things? Is this is this a podcast? What, yeah. are, what are we doing here? Yeah, sorry, sorry, Cole. Was there was there a specific thing you wanted us to talk about? I, I didn't realize that that was confidential information. Uh huh. The people have a right to know. <laughs> the people, people do have a right to know. Our fans have a right to know. The public mm. has a right to know. <laughs> I don't know about the greater public, but I mean our our fan base definitely does. They are the greater sure, public. Sure. They are the greater. Mm-hmm. Thank you yes. very much. But anyway, Robert, you were talking about uh, EA a little bit ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, more specifically, Bioware and their upcoming game, Anthem, which, yeah. <laughs> what was that for, Cole? Why, why the instant? Uh... <laughs> oh, God, just always the instant. Just the instant, like, he just, just takes all his emotions and opinions from the internet and instantly goes... Oh, this is this is how I should feel about this thing because people told me to. No, I played so EA games. The first reaction with <laughs> EA is just like I must cower and hiss at it as if it were some kind of garlic to my vampire or cucumber to my cat. <laughs> I don't know. Cucumber to my cat. I don't even own a cat. Thank you very much. It's no, it's that's not. That's you, you're not. You don't own a vampire either. I don't know where that logic comes from. What are you? What are you talking about? I don't know. I think we might have just discovered something about Cole. I'm starting to understand why he hangs out in the void where there's no sunlight. My God, maybe he is a vampire. No, oh, I don't know. But he's not the cool one. He's he's the Twilight one. Yeah, yeah. He's the uncool vampire. Because yes, ladies and gentlemen, Cole is actually Coach Faratu. Coach Faratu. Yep. We should have seen it the whole time. Is that like that's a Chinese knockoff version of Nosferatu? Mm, yeah, it's just going and referencing a Rick and Morty joke that I don't think anybody really picked up on. But eh. is that a, is that a no? Really? Yes, that's no. a thing. Is that's that the thing. party? Is that from the party episode? Because literally, what? there are so many characters introduced in the party episode. Or was it the uh, um, Tiny uh, Rick? Tiny Rick. The tiny yeah, Rick? the Tiny Rick episode. Remember on how or remember why he you know made a younger clone of himself to go to the high school. Oh God! What's because vampire? Yeah, because vampires 
or you know, a vampire was running amok and going and killing students. And was that the original reason? That was the original reason. Yeah, I know. It's like so unnecessary to the plot because it's, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen that that particular episode, and I, I even, don't think I watched the whole thing. Have you even watched all of Rick and Morty? I have not watched all of the newest season of Rick and Morty. No, the newest season. Sounds like I haven't even. That's not even the new season. That's an old season. That's like season one or two, isn't it? No, oh, that's the second no. season. That's Tiny Rick in the school. Yeah, is that second season? Okay, no, oh, I think the, it's the, third the season. The biggest part of that whole episode. Holy shit! I, I can't even remember. The, that, the biggest that seems part like of a that episode. While ago, so the biggest part of that episode that I particularly remember is the very, very end, when Rick is is killing all the versions of himself. Sure. Yeah. Like below the house, he's just smashing the tubes. Yeah, no, that was another one of his breakdown moments. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. 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 Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Well, anyways. Uh, uh, so. Uh, yeah, season two, episode seven. Yeah, season two. Look at that. Sorry, I just I just marathoned the whole series with my fiance, so I'm like, uh, okay, still still getting. Uh, oh no, I'm getting uh, stuff straight. I'm not there because I I watched those when they aired, and so it's like when they aired is when I last saw them. So it's been well, that that was me as well up until you know this last week. Yeah, well, you refreshed yourself, basically. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, nice. it was literally just we'd watched season one a while ago, and then finally we just I think it was three days we watched all season two and season three. She just wanted to keep going, which is an awesome thing, but at the same time, it's like whoa, that was that was a lot. That was yeah. definitely a lot. But, yeah, the after credit sequence, because, you know, I have a funny little thing, and they go and have this really well-animated macabre scene with vampires, and there's about to be a sacrifice, and one goes and rises from a pool of blood, and they go and break the... Or one of his minions goes and breaks the bad news that Coach Feratu has been killed. Uh, you know, whatever school it was that he was at. And this head vampire's like... We shall mourn his... Wait, 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 wait. Coach Ferratu, that's the name that he went with? Like, why don't you just go and put a sign up going and saying, I'm a vampire, stab here. Okay, that's it. <laughs> nope. Nobody gets to go and name themselves anymore. Okay. Now, everybody's name is just going to be John Smith. That's your cover name. It's going to be John or Jane Smith. That's it. Fine. Everybody good with that? Everybody good with that? And then he goes and bites the, you know, sacrifices neck and just blood all over the screen. So, yeah, I, I, that should not be a joke that anybody would get. I'm sorry. I had to even explain it. Just, uh, like I said, I watched it recently. It's just like, Cole is Coach Ferratu. Thanks. <laughs> and we round back to the point of the story. <laughs> there was a point to this. Yeah. I don't know how we in other words, I'm a ve- In other words, I'm a very shitty vampire. Thanks a lot. Yes, that was the point. That is, that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. That's what we were getting. Yeah, at. sure. If that's what you want to take away from it, uh, okay. I mean, as long as you said it. Um, but yeah, going back to uh, EA and Anthem in particular, uh, I, I'm a big fan of Bioware. Anybody? Of who, course, as am I. Yeah, exactly. It, they're they've been arguably one of the most consistent uh, makers of video games in the last two decades. But they definitely are more of an art house. They don't do a lot of traditional things in terms of the way their games are set up. Knights of the Old Republic was a great breakaway from the way that traditional RPGs were being done at the time. It really brought it into the mainstream. Jade Empire, while it did have flaws, 
Um, though I blame most of that on processing technology of the time, had a really unique approach to that kind of storytelling in an action game. Mass Effect, I don't need to go into on why I loved the first trilogy. Um, Andromeda, withstanding. Um, but there have been some serious missteps inside of the company in the last couple of years. Andromeda being a big one, uh, to which I can definitely put a little bit of blame Did on Did they EA. ever fix that? Not... No, no, they, 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 I know they tried to fix it. They, they uh, fixed some things, but there were two major problems that you cannot fix. Okay. One of them is the entire design of the game. Yeah. Oh. I believe yeah, they, they dropped it. They just dropped it because they had like yeah. a sequel and DLC and they're like, nope, we're not, we're not touching yeah, that. Yeah, no, they, the franchise is on hold. Okay. They are reevaluating the entire brand. Cause th- okay, because th- I haven't actually even touched Andromeda yet. I haven't gotten around to it because too much stuff popped up. I, I so gotta I be like, honest. At this point, I don't know if I would. Like, unless you can go and pick it up for five bucks, I don't think I would. Because I got. The I don't have feeling. to pay for it. My roommate, my ex roommate, pa- bought it, and we ha- and we share we share games. Okay. So. Well, if that's the case, then yeah. I mean, maybe go and play it. But um, just for anybody who has not played Mass Effect Andromeda, which I know most of you have not. <laughs> Why do you share games? How do you share games? You have similar accounts or something? Uh, what we do is that he, he, my Xbox he has is his home Xbox, and vice versa, so that whenever he and he and he has my Xbox that he's that his Xbox is, is registered as my, as my home one, so he buys stuff on his and it comes over to mine. Mm-hmm. But does does it not go to his then? It goes to both. Yeah, you can go and access them. Yeah, this is something actually I know because uh, originally they called it Family Share. Now it has no title because it's this isn't even Family Share. Well, no, that's what I mean. They used to call this Family Share because this was an option you could open up. Now it's just something that if you just have those accounts active on both sides, you can utilize it. You yeah. can only go and play uh, with one of those digital licenses games, at that digi- time, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's only digital games, and if he was going and playing it, Cole could not play at the same time. Yeah. The two of them are rights-restricted on there, so only one is accessible at any given time on there. Exactly. But 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 if I played at home and then went over to his place, I could still access my own account because of the cloud system. Exactly. So. But the way, but the, yeah, so, so whenever uh, James, my ex-roommate, would, pull, would buy a game or anything like that, it will show up on my Xbox as well, and I can play it without bringing up his account, because that's just the way we have it set up. But if I was to go over to his place, then I would it would be it would be vice versa and stuff like that. And if I buy a game, like for example, I bought the new LA Noir, the mm-hmm. the remaster. Yeah, he's been playing it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Cool thing if you didn't know that, and if you're one of the five people that actually owns an Xbox One. Uh, hey. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just to go and piss off the Microsoft people. I have both now, so screw you. Remember, I live in the middle of Microsoft home territory. I have a target on my back for owning both. Man, <laughs> this is not I, even an issue of making fun of it. I was, I was going to buy an Xbox One just so that I could play Gears of War, but with their play anywhere. Yeah. It's, I got I got Windows 10. Just bought a Windows 10. Boom, you're good, done. And then same with Sea of Thieves. We've been playing every time you're on Xbox playing Sea of Thieves. I'm on PC. Yep. I need to pick up Sea of Thieves apparently. Yeah, yeah, you do. All right, I guess I'll pick it up later. Yes, then we'll have a Plus rotating I need, fourth oh, person. By the way, have any of you started playing state the new State of Decay? No. No. 
Would you play it? No. Nah. Why? Why? Because we can play together. <laughs> it's not very I, tempting. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's rather cool. I've watched it. I've watched. I've watched uh, James play the original version back when it was still in beta, and as well as the the full release. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, pretty cool. It definitely is. I really have nothing bad to say about At the pa- state of decay or anything. It's just. I can't say the first one really caught my attention, and okay. this one just isn't doing it for me either. But okay, I understand that. I'll admit, yeah, I'm more selective with game choices these days. Yeah, I, I when I asked James about it, he said what he told me was that they took what they created in the original game and improved on and and expanded. Mm-hmm. And it definitely so, looks like it did. And that. he and he and and he was one of the original supporters of the game because if I remember correctly, that was a Kickstarter start, wasn't it? I don't remember if that was or not. I'm pretty sure that that it was originally a kickstarted game. Let's see here. State of Decay two, right? Yeah, the original State of Decay though started out as like a. I remember him playing a version of it on computer at one point years ago, before I multiplayer zombie survival game. Yes. I don't know. It's just zombies. And you build up a community, and to be, and you go get you find get supplies, and you and you build up your 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 compound, and being able to survive. Uh oh, oh no, we have an invasion! on for that <laughs> you have to admit that was actually pretty good like, oh that was great <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all the dance move i have it's all upper body just like <laughs> and scene scene <sighs> oh my god i wasn't ready for that oh no 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 <sighs> all you guys get is the pink note for the rest of the evening and we gotta edit all that out that's okay. That that'll be easy. What were we talking about? Oh, right, right, right. I was kind of getting into it with um, Bioware and how much I love them, but they've made oh, major yeah, yeah. mistakes. It's um, like okay, before, before yeah. okay, I know yeah. they've well, made the some two local- mistakes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I so, gotta, I gotta oh, say one thing. Uh, say, say your one thing. One thing. I haven't played. I've only played one Bioware game, and it was only for a couple hours, and that was Mass Effect One. Mm-hmm. That's oh it. yeah, you just got sick of that. <laughs> I didn't get sick of it. I knew what kind of dedication it wanted from me, and I just I couldn't do it. I knew that if I tried to play this, I would be playing this game forever because there's so much dialogue, and I'm the kind of guy that likes story, and I gotta get all the story. So yeah, I, you're a Gears of War player, which is kind of a little bit of talking and a lot of shooting. <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you what? Because I I noticed that it was like with Gears of War, like if if I compare, because I know you used to play a whole crap ton of Gears of War, for example. Okay. 
And with the way that they did dialogue in that game, it was a combination of dialogue that wasn't really needed to be chosen as well as being done during the show, like during the actual combat and being done actually while you're doing something. Would I be kind of right in that? In Gears of War? Yes. Well, yeah, it's a lin- it's like a linear story, yes. Okay. Yes, and that's what you prefer. You prefer those, like, I guess it would be a railroad story, essentially, right? Linear. That's the word. Linear is the word. The other term is called railroading. Well, that's like that's when you're referring to it as like a railroad shooter where you're forced on a path, where you just yeah. sit there and go. Linear is it means it does go in one direction, but you don't always have to, like, you eventually go down that path eventually. But you're still got a little bit of room to wiggle. Where railroading, you literally are just watching a movie is railroading because it, it just it's gonna go no matter what you do. Now, what are you trying to say? Is that I'm a, I like story? Or do you do, no? Do you prefer storylines along the like linear storylines more than you do something that is like okay, here's the story, but you could also go do all these other shit. No, I'll I'll go do all the other. That's the thing is I will okay. go do all of this stuff. That's why I said I can't continue this because I will go do all the other shit. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, would you go? Would you go back and try it now? I don't have time you know. for it. I don't have time for that. Do you know how much time that's gonna take? I don't I, got I time you, like I, that. I can tell you exactly how long it will take. Yes, because <laughs> I can go look it up. And the internet. I'm not gonna no, listen to the you. The reason why I'm saying that is because no, because you're probably would... inaccurate. So no, I'm not because I literally did three playthroughs in a hundred hours. Okay. I know this because I had no job at the time and I played for a week straight. Yeah. Now I just got to get myself out of a job, which either I quit. Let me finish. Okay. If you do it normally, for one playthrough, which like much normal people do, like you and Robert, who don't have as much time, I would say. You could probably do that in, I don't know, a good third of that, 15, a, 20 a thir- hours. So it's 30? Well, a third yeah. of 100 is 30, Cole. Well, yeah, about, yeah, okay, about 30 hours. Like, that's a normal game amount of time. for what I, would, would you say that was about right for Mass Effect 1, Robert? Uh, Mass Effect 1, I don't know that. How did you do the, 100 hours? What are you three doing? Times. Three times on the same file. Oh, so you it's a hundred already can... divided by three, and then a third of that. Yeah. So it'd be thirty hours, because like, again, I just looked it up on how long to beat. You've got main story only should take you seventeen hours, but the average is twenty six and a half. That's mm-hmm. not bad. Yeah, that's about right. But if you were a completionist, yeah. which is like you do everything, then that's which is me forty three and a half hours. Yeah. That's about right. Numbers. Hey, look at that. We got things. We got we got websites. You yeah. can go how long to beat, and then you can go look. I've used that site quite a bit now because I've got to very strategically pick what my next game is. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, if it's a big blockbuster game that I know I'm going to play, then I will go play it. Like the newest one, Gears of War, or not, God of War. Played mm-hmm. that. I was like, I bought it, played it, went through it because I knew I was going to do that. Same thing how long? with. I wasn't checking. I don't check. I just, I play, I come home, I play. If I were to say how long I played it for, um, I don't know, three weeks to beats. Because, like, for I would, you. Yeah. Yeah, because I would come home and play for you, for me personally. Okay. 
Yeah. Like, you're saying no, I mean, it was like, like, like you're not. Cole like you're would just beat it in only two hours. Cole would beat okay. it in one sitting because he would have no job and sit there and play the thing from start to finish. Yeah, I probably would. But no, um, that's you can, not You can quite do a lot of stuff if you don't have to go work eight-hour days. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy I still work eight-hour days. Eight, isn't it rough? Yeah. yeah. But that also goes and ties into part of what made those games so great is, yes, the game did demand your attention, mm-hmm. and it demanded your time. Those first three Mass Effect games, uh, the Dragon Age games, another beloved one that they've done, Origins 2, which, yeah, okay, there's there's some issues in there, but I still stand by it is a good game, just not necessarily what people wanted. Inquisition was amazing. All of those games do a great job of getting you invested in characters, the world. They do a great job of world building. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason why Mass Effect Andromeda didn't work and why it's reviled by so many people especially bioware fans is that the world building wasn't good well was was it rushed yes and no here's the big problem is that one of the things they tried to do in mass effect one that they abandoned very quickly before mass effect 2 which my favorite of the series mass effect one was about exploration and they would go and have procedurally generated worlds uh that did have you know a lot of limitations on there so most of it was pretty fixed. You could almost count on what you were going to find in any various world. And then there were some of them that were actually set up for exploration to go and find certain backstory-based motives on there. There was very little necessity to do it inside of the game. They wanted to make the original game like that, but because of processing limits and it originally being an Xbox 360 exclusive and what we know about the original processor set and... Um, well, everything else about the original Xbox 360 and the Red Rings, they had to severely scale back what their plans were for it. Mass Effect 2, they decided to go with more of an action setting for it, uh, went and tightened up the gameplay on it so it was much more engaging and made the story much more linear, although free choices all over the place. It really got you invested in not only the characters, but your decisions that you were making along the way, and there were actual impacts to your choices. Mass Effect Andromeda was originally, when they were developing it, they were trying to make it into kind of like a hybrid between the Mass Effect games that we had just played and like a No Man's Sky. They wanted to have procedurally generated worlds so you could just infinitely explore stuff and go and collect things and then you could go and play story missions as you needed to with any assets or abilities you gained from going through these procedurally generated worlds. Okay. The problem was it was way too intense of a project. You know, just the scale of what they were trying to do was very heavy. EA, and this is the part where I will go and give them some criticism, were pushing for a solid release date. Now, the reason why I don't blame EA exclusively on this is that whereas EA wanted to go and hit a release timeline, there were so many issues inside of the company. Multiple people, including two directors, left the project... Because Because, of being rushed. Well, not because of being rushed. Because there was so much infighting over how they wanted to do it. Story writing was really suffering because they were trying to do this more exploratory concept. It's very hard to have a big, engaging story with serious characters when you have no foundation to build off of. So there was this big argument over how they wanted to go. Did they want this just to be 
open world exploration with very minimal story or did they want to go and have a more intense story like what they've had with the previous ones and trying to find a way to go and bring the two of them together. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, the teams had a very hard time coming together and getting things done. They ended up splitting so much of the programming team between going and trying to write stuff and coming up with character models, facial animations, and trying to go and record audio segments for what they had settled on in the script, and then another team trying to go and develop the actual gameplay, which leads to big problem number two and the one that they have tried to fix, but ultimately just can't be done because of the way the game is designed. In order to go and try to cut back on the amount of time to develop and program, they actually came up with something that's kind of cool and is now being used in other games very well, but was really too early for what could be considered to be a good first outing. And that was how they were doing the facial animations. Instead of doing traditional motion capture or doing full uh, project rendering where they were going and developing unique facial animations and motions to go along with the audio, they came up with a system that would actually program facial animations and motions based on what was being said in inflection. This is actually a really cool thing that will in the future make for much faster development of games because normally lip syncing and stuff like that is one of the hardest elements to try to work with for regular conversation and can make up a huge chunk of a game's development. They came up with this really cool system to be able to do that. The problem is, though, is that they didn't have enough time to go and set limits for everything. So a lot of stuff ended up turning into the Uncanny Valley, which led to a lot of the uh, various memes, GIFs, and everything else that we've seen coming off of Mass Effect Andromeda. We all make fun of it because the facial animations look absolutely terrifying, and some of the character models are even worse. Yeah, but I've seen that. it's actually because of... A flaw in the design. The patch they did to try to fix that went and installed limits for how far certain characters were able to go and move uh, their eyelids and be able to go and adjust their jaws. So things like that did help, but ultimately it's still relying on that software to do all those facial animations. Mm -hmm. So it makes it very difficult. It's also the same reason, uh, playing into everything, on why you don't have a lot of aliens in your party. Which was one of the big things that made the first three Mass Effect games so big. We had the human elements, and don't get me wrong, there's plenty of human characters that would join your party. But you also had Solarians, you had Krogans, you had Turians. And each one of them had their own unique concepts uh, for how the world works, for the way that their animations were set up, the way that they acted, the way they spoke. All of that stuff played a big part in the original games. This one, it was mostly human, which took away a lot of the dynamics of this game or of the storyline that they were going for it was a like you can't really blame like the, the storyline that they tried to go with is like okay this is a completely alliance program except it really isn't because the game starts off talking about how years before the start of mass effect one these arcs were created by multiple civilizations multiple alien species oh. going off into the andromeda galaxy and going and setting up new colonies. Okay. The game starts off with you going and coming out of a hypersleep in your arc, and you've run into this weird anomaly in space that went and sapped the power of the station and all that. It, it actually has a really good startup, don't get me wrong. But when you actually go and get to this hub world where all of these arcs are supposed to be converging, 
it's not like you're going gaining any new allies really to go and help you out. There's a little bit of that that goes along, but it's mostly human characters despite the fact they make such a big deal about the fact that this is the first real melding of these different societies. Salarians and Krogans working together and seeing the dynamics actually sounds really cool, but because of limitations in terms of being able to program and because of issues in the script writing, it just came off as a mess. It was uninteresting. The gameplay, while there were some really cool mechanics that were worked in there, really feels loose and doesn't feel like you're in control. Something okay. at Mass Effect 2, and especially Mass Effect 3, I am not normally a fan of third-person shooters. I have a very hard time getting into that. It always feels like I'm just watching over a guy's shoulder and like I'm never really in the action. That was something that they managed to nail in Mass Effect 3 in particular, is that I felt like I was able to control that beyond what I could do in, like, Resident Evil 4. Like, that's previously my best example of a good third-person shooter. Maybe you can make an argument about Gears of War for something that was more action-based. But I can't say that I felt as engaged, like I was as in the moment as I did in Mass Effect 3. They just found a way to make that work very well. This one feels so loose. The camera is way too far away. None of the guns feel any different than each other. There's so many little things that were so well polished in the previous games that we might have been able to forgive this 10 years ago had this game come out. And it's like, okay, this was the first foray into the game series. I see a lot of potential. We can work from this. But when you have a developer who's so well established themselves with... What I'll go and say is six games that have defined this so well between the Mass Effect trilogy and the uh, Dragon Age trilogy, they knew what they were doing. And then to see them go and fall so far, it pisses off all of the fan base, and it doesn't attract any newcomers to the game. Okay. Um, That's really all i got to say about that part. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, coming from that, there's something that I've heard a lot lately with a lot of games... And especially ones that have the publisher of either, like, Activision or EA in general. Mm-hmm. Is that I can't remember the other... There was one other game that I know of. I'm trying to remember the title. But but there was... I have heard about this a lot lately. Is that, like, when, before, when the studios are first bought out by, like, EA and other stuff like that. And, like, a lot of the times when they do that, there's a lot of separation between... Mm-hmm those two companies they're like okay what's the plan okay here's the money go for mm-hmm. it can you give us a bit a, a, an estimate of a time okay no problem we'll leave you to it i've noticed a lot lately that these publishers are going is it ready yet is it ready yet is it ready yet yeah i definitely think that there is a bit more of that going on now than there used to be because a couple of years ago and i mean this is probably now getting close to six or eight years now EA was making a big deal about their partners program because Bioware did almost go out of business. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a really well-held publisher. I think they're still the most award-winning video game publisher of all time. Or video game developer, not publisher. But the problem is being a good developer doesn't necessarily mean that you're making a ton of money in the process. Uh, company like EA is able to go and publish, distribute, and market their stuff so much more efficiently than any kind of publisher of that nature would have been able to 10 years ago. Agreed, yes. That was a big advantage that they had getting into the partners program. EA went and purchased a 
minority share, though the biggest minority share, so they basically have control over it, of Bioware, which actually initially looked like it was going to be a good thing, and I still stand by has been as a whole, because they've been able to develop a ton of great games under the EA label. In this case, we're talking about something that the original Mass Effect went and came out in, God, what was that, 2012? Or sorry, not the original Mass Effect 3, I mean. Let me go and check this here. Yeah, let's see Yeah, Yeah, 2012, good. So, at this point, it had been five years since we went and had uh, a game in that series. And they've been talking about doing what we now know as Mass Effect Andromeda basically for that entire five-year period. The problem that you run into is for a company that is just sinking good money into a company, they need to go and see some progress. They need to see some development. We saw a trailer which showed us no gameplay in 2015, and then we really didn't see anything from them beyond that. Just suddenly there was this announcement, hey, Mass Effect Andromeda, it's coming out this month. It's like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. Let's see some stuff. Let's see some gameplay. And they showed us a nice cinematic trailer, which like what they did with Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, where they're using in-game cutscenes to go and put something together. It looks really cool. It looks intense. But we didn't really see any gameplay. We didn't see the full breadth of who the cast was. And that probably should have been a, or should have probably been an indication to us that, okay, there's problems. EA and there's been multiple people that have left Bioware who have thrown their own company under the bus in defense of EA, going and saying that, yeah, they wanted to see progress, and for the longest time, they didn't. Most of the game's development happened in the last 18 months before the game came out. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's like, you've been working on this for five years. EA's been sinking money into this for five years, and the last 18 months, the last year and a half is when you did most of your programming for it? So wait, wait, so you're telling me that they, like, from what I'm, from what, the way you're talking about it is like, okay, so they, they, they didn't have the, in the, if most of the work happened in the last 18 months, and, okay, so that means that world creation, character creation, um, voice, like, even uh, casting, Mm -hmm. um, design of care, of both of new species as well because I know there was new species in that game. Yeah, but only two. Which yeah, yeah, which, yeah, mm, uh, minute, but yeah, <laughs> the minute. But anyways, like new worlds, new like new effects and everything like mm-hmm. that. Like I can, I'm not a developer and I'm not a, a, a I'm I'm I have training in sound engineering and I know that takes a while. But in design, like Tyler, if you were to create, I had to create a new character, for example. Like, and you had a couple people above you. It was like, how many different versions of that would you make, would you say? Would you uh, just, like... character? Yeah. Uh, well, you normally make... Uh, God, you can make, like, up to ten. Like, you you make the character, and then you make, like, ten different variations of that character to find one that kind of fits. Um, and that's just a character. And then that's review of said character, and then if it, if any of those are approved, it goes from there. Yeah. And if none of them are approved, it's done all over again. Yeah, yeah. Well, you kind of normally have an idea where you're going with it. If, if, if we're just doing, like, concept art, then it's literally you're just drawing concept art after concept art. You're just throwing ideas at the wall to see what sticks. And it's just it's going to be lots and lots of stuff. 
and like the concept idea for a character could like change uh, not 50 different times. It would change a lot of times because you could like make it and then people would be like, eh, I don't know if I'm feeling that. And then you just have, it, it, it'll, you'd have like a bunch of different really random looking characters that have nothing in common. And then people would like, I like that one, that one, that one, and that one. And then you sort of hone in on those characters and then see what's in common with those that people like. And then you would slowly wither it down till you have the character you want. So it'd be, it's a process. It is. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a process. But do you think it takes four and a half years? To make a character? Because from the sounds no. of it, the, the, from the way, if 18 months is where most of their work came from, then well, it's to where make... most of their pro, or it's where most of the programming came from. So yeah. they've been working on development yeah. the whole time. Because character, but... like, that's concept art stuff. That's going to be done way before you start programming anything. That's gonna be. That's like your art. You make all your art first. That's why um, I said four and a half years. Because if I if if I do the math right, it's about four and a half years, and then eighteen months after that. So, like, I I think I'm about right there. Am I? Eh, close enough. I mean, close enough there. Yeah. Wait, which game are like, we talking about now? Ant? Mass uh, Effect. We're, uh, we're Mass, still talking Mass about Mass Effect Andromeda. Andromeda. I don't know how we ended up getting sunk into this rabbit hole, but we're we're here. I'm I'm letting it all like, hang me, out. For me personally, to to Cole, I guess is that's what's Well, no, no, no. It's just that like this is also not just for me. me. It's all yeah, other people could be interested in this as well. And like in my personal opinion, I don't see why it would have taken four and a half years to get the basic structure down. Um, like even if it's just a if it's a script, what well, that a it, year I could see a year. Well, you don't know how much on and off it's been. You don't say. You, it's not like they were working straight for four and a half years. If anything, it was probably like a lot of logistical work for like three years, three years, maybe two, uh, of just on and off. Because normally you, you start with a small team. So remember the small team. Oh, but what that's usually. Would have Bioware started with a small team for this? Normally, well, any project you would. Yeah, generally you, you speaking, start as the general team, and then you start hiring more and more as the yeah, those projects come over. Those further parts of things. The... Um, so, well, we know with it's not it's not a popular game, so we know how much time they spent in it wasn't even if it's enough. Even if it, near is enough. it time? It's sometimes you can just, if you polish a turd, it's still a turd. You can spend as much time yeah. as you want on something, but if it's never, if it's base is, is just still going to be bad, then you can only do what you can with what you've got. And so sure. It's just like, you, you don't know if it was just ruined from the start or if it was just like, they didn't spend enough time on it or if it was, it could be like, was the story okay? Know. Like, if we you don't just look story, at really, do we? Robert, if you look at just the story, how did how did that look? It, it, that depends if you, ignore, if you ignore graphics, if you ignore oh yeah, no, no, just the story part by itself, and part of that comes down to from what lens you're looking at it from. If we're looking at this from the lens of everything else that Bioware has done, it is subpar at best. Okay, like. And th- this is kind of a weird backhanded compliment. I know it's not going to sound this way, but uh, Tyler, big Gears of War fan. We talked about it. We love <laughs> Apparently it. Apparently, this is pegged. I'm pegged as the Gears of War lover here. Well, I mean, you were willing to buy an Xbox One over it. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I did buy an Xbox uh, Gears of War themed one for it. Well, yeah, that's what it's, you. That's it's the uh, exclusive to Xbox, so that's the only yeah. reason I would buy it. I- exactly, but. I digress. See, Something it's also that... the only reason why I bought a PS3 and a PSP was because of Kingdom Hearts. So 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a big Mars fan. Which yeah. is a completely Go figure. different game. <laughs> yeah, that's one we could spend days talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. But about plot. Yeah, exactly. But looking at this from the perspective of a Bioware game, no, it is unfinished. It is raw. They're trying to go and apply their normal dynamics to a subpar story. Something that Gears of War has done really well, though, is that the way that they set up their gameplay as the primary and the story as being the secondary, that less than fully fleshed out story feels so much more in place in a Gears of War game with really well-toned, well-defined action. And then you can go and expand all those other elements in other media, whether it be the comic books, the novels, all of that stuff. You don't need to have all of your story inside of the game to have it be a good game. My, my mom read the novels. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nifty. But, it's- yeah. That's that's the difference right here, is that if we were comparing it to, say, a Gears of War story, yeah, it's perfectly serviceable. The way they made the game, though, it's bad because of the kind of, uh, because of the kind of gameplay and because of the kind of game they were trying to make. They tried to put too much emphasis on a story that wasn't worth it, whereas focusing on the gameplay would have probably made that better. You could go and overlook some of the flaws in the design, if you had a more engaging and more fun to play actual gameplay. Well, that's that is the whole point of a video game is to play it. And exactly. A, <laughs> a lot of the best games out there, they basically they put this So again, like uh I'm thinking of like games that just came out recently like God of War the newest yeah. one. <laughs> uh or or uh, uh Horizon Zero Dawn. They mm-hmm. have rich story in them. There's a lot of story in them. But the story yep. happens, again, linearly. You're doing things, and then the story just is happening around you. So your character will be doing something, and you'll have occasional cutscenes. But most times, like a lot of the uh, uh, um, explicific... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when 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 you're when you have to have, like have lots of talking and dialogue to explain things, normally that's like that a lot makes, of exposition. Yeah, exposition, exposition. That's the word. That's what it is. Um, it's all the exposition is done while you're doing something. Um, that's and, kind of what I thought I was trying to say earlier, right? I think. I f- if that's I what you were going for, I don't think we went and picked up on that. But no. so I, I do I, understand. I think that's what I was trying to go for. Sorry. Okay, yeah. that makes much more sense than what I was hearing. <laughs> so instead of you stopping, having a conversation, and then nothing progressing, you're just watching a story. Because, uh, man, I won't, I almost want to say things like um, The Last of Us and uh, Uncharted are a lot like that, where it's a lot more cutscene. And if it wasn't for the occasional, like, kind of quick-timey events, things happening, it would be more like a movie than it would be a... It would be more about... It is more about story. Those games are more about story than they are for gameplay. There isn't a whole lot for gameplay there. It is just a shooting game and then jumping and running. You don't really... It's not It's difficult. funny that you say that it was like it's like a movie because that's literally how I've heard those games described. It is. Well, that's the point. It is it is a cinematic game. It's it's their own vein of thing. The games aren't hard to play. You're not there for a difficulty. You're there sort of for a ride. So, 
you kind of do things and then cutscenes will happen and then you'll sometimes interact with a cutscene and you're normally not going to die or lose or there's not really it's not difficult um so it's there's the gameplay is there but you're not really there for the gameplay you're there for the story um where i guess uh like god of war and uh horizon zero dawn they're very um uh very they're very you're doing things and you're fighting and hunting and you can very easily die if you're not careful and like far cry as well i'm assuming that's a good example as well i've never played far cry i don't know i i wouldn't put that in the same kind of category no okay yeah i think yeah. that's one that's like you you're just run. that one's more like just a free roam you're doing whatever and then anything happens and then you, you eventually have... get back to the the main story. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you have it's it's much more open missions. world in its approach. Yeah, okay. You have story like uh, again, God of War, uh, Horizon Drill are open world, uh, and you can bum around and do nothing. <laughs> but every mission is still like story based, and like if you're just hanging around doing nothing, uh, God of War was really good at this. It's like you're gonna be there is always going to be you boating from one point to another it understands that you will do side missions and there's going to be a lot of downtime where you're just traveling and they were like well this is where we can put in all the exposition and do it as lore and then you just have a character that just goes well we're just boating around doing nothing let me tell you a story here's a story about what's going on and then you're just like oh i'm i'm, I'm intrigued with this i'm 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 gonna have to go from here to there anyways just to get this mission done so there's not really fast travel, even fast travel. There is fast travel in that game, but it doesn't show up until, like, way later. I was uh, going to say, I'm not that far in then. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's near the end. It's basically closer to when you've already unlocked all the lore. And I'm, like, just, you, ba you basically have beaten the game by then. It's only just, like, the end mission things that you're doing. Um, but... Yeah, it, it does eventually unlock flat fast travel, and then that's just to say, well, I'm just going to clean up the stuff that you don't... You're just cleaning up the game. You're That's when you're starting to 100% things, where you're like, I've already done the story missions, fast travel is now unlocked, I'm going to go clean up whatever is kicking around still, because there is... Any extra bosses and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Collectibles, bosses, uh, maybe puzzles. There is also, like, some arena stuff. There's two different kinds of arenas. There is, like, just the regular arena, and then there's, like, a maze arena that always changes uh, that you can just go do. So, but, yeah. Um, yeah, those are different, where it's just, like, the story progresses when you progress. Like, you can just hang around and do nothing, but it's going to go in a path this way eventually with story missions. Or you can kind of, like, go left and do some other things, but still, it's you're eventually going to go down this one path. So, it's linear. Where railroading, uh, railroading is Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus was railroading. That was a Kid mm -hmm. Icarus game where it's like you're on yeah. railroads, you're at start, and you're basically just going to go forward. You're not going to control anything. It's just it's going to happen no matter what you do. Um, so what's another one? Time Crisis. That's another one that's like really railroady. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Time Crisis, Sins and Punishment. Um that's like God, I'm forgetting. That's I'm forgetting a dozen others. That's like linear story to the extreme. Yeah. So you have 
You've, you've got you've got uh, you've got uh, conservatives, then you got communism. You've got uh, Democrats, then you got fascism. You've got linear, then you got railroading. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, geez, you know, honestly, there was a whole different conversation we were gonna have tonight. We were gonna talk about Anthem. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Is... Let's go back to Anthem. Yeah, we were talking. We yeah. about EA, and then we talked about other stuff. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. we can talk about Anthem. What is it? It just feels like an like a another just fill the gaps. Uh, everyone's doing this type of game. It's just another Destiny. I, it's another MMO character for just. But then I feel like that's already too late. That that's the big concern right there. So the reason why this whole thing came up is I was reading an article on IGN a couple of days ago, and I know not everybody's into IGN. I. I don't know why. I still keep going there. Occasionally, there's some good. Well, I should say they do some. They do some decent reporting. It's the opinion stuff that pisses me off with them. They speak. You can. It sparks conversation. It definitely does. And they were talking about on how E3 is coming up in a couple of weeks here, and Anthem. I know. I know. The years flying uh, by. We will. We will be talking about E3 eventually. Very soon. Very very soon. Yes. We'll be going over each of the uh, the conferences. No, not that. Not to that extent. Go, please no. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, up. yeah so they were talking about anthem and how it needs to have a big showing because what we saw two years ago when they first showed us a teaser trailer was not much of anything no last year it wasn't much of anything we got a little bit more story information about the walls and that's kind of it and yeah it honestly both the first time i saw it and the next time I saw it, the only thing I could think to myself is, this just looks and feels like Destiny. Formulaic. Yeah, right down th- yeah, well, that's just it. Very formulaic, and it feels like they're borrowing themes, whether it be the power armor they're going and wearing, which looks suspiciously like a lot of the Titan armor. And then this whole idea. One of the big squandered opportunities in Destiny is... They make the point of the last human city, the walls that once defended humanity, and then you got no story out of it. This game is all about the walls that defended humanity's last city. I got a. It's like I've got a question. Yeah. Did Andromeda feel formulaic? Because it. That's almost... one. That's one thing I wouldn't accuse it of necessarily feeling like. Outside of gameplay, gameplay did definitely feel a little bit formulaic, but. Uh... I, I can't necessarily go and put that in the same kind of category. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it definitely didn't feel formulaic in terms of its story or development. It definitely was not that. Because, um, like, I wonder if that's a path they're starting to go down. Like, they've already made these games, and so they're like, oh, we've got a formula now, and then we're just going to keep trying to follow that formula, and so the next games coming out by them are going to start becoming... Uh, not like something you've already seen. That's the problem. You, you can make a really good game. A reskin. Uh, reskin, maybe. Yeah, like I, I can't say another better word than formulaic because it's it's a new game, but it's the same thing that you've seen before. It's like, I guess it's like Dark Souls, where it's like Dark Souls. They're all it's it's the same as the last one. You've seen it before, but yeah. people love it. So yeah. But there's at some points where you go, games have gotten really good, and it's mm-hmm. gotten to the point where you can come out and you can have a good game. It's got everything in it, 
but it's just like well it's it's what we've all seen before it's 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 like it's you you see the game you can play it and then instantly forget it or you can just even look at it and then instantly forget it because like oh i i know exactly what that game is going to be like why should i buy this game when i can just go play destiny or whatever because it looks exactly the same um like they'll make sales they always do they always do um and they'll probably make uh, enough i don't think games really flop there can still be flops but there are some bad flops that i can think of yeah but i will say there's definitely a lot better i think quality control than what there used to be i remember in the playstation 2 generation on how it seemed like every other day um i'm gonna go and show how much of an old man i am remember extended play or x play anybody remember that anybody other than me x play you mean wasn't it on like uh originally it was on tech tv and then it moved over to g4 when you know they went got bought out yeah Yeah. no i never watched that i didn't watch a whole lot of i remember g4 being a channel but then every time i tuned into it there was like nothing on it yeah oh it it was horrible yeah (laughs) Those are dark days. I'm actually kind of glad are behind me. But there was a bright spot in a review show called uh, Extended Play, which then became X Play as time went along, because X is more intense. Um, if the 90s but, taught us anything. Yeah. But you'd always go and have, you know, some AAA publisher that published a good game, because games were actually coming out, at least for major developers, much more frequently. Uh, in the 90s going into the early 2000s mm-hmm. than they are now. There's been kind of a drought of AAA titles, to be honest. We had a but, huge buzz, like, the earlier, like, the uh, beginning of this uh, decade. The, yeah, the beginning of this decade, there was still a lot going on there, but there's been a lot of companies that have uh, gone under that, you know, used to develop a lot of these titles. And the thing that I remember most about that era of my life, my middle school and high school years was watching this uh, three-times-a-week TV show where they reviewed video games, and there'd always be a game that did really well. There'd generally, even sometimes, be two or three games that would do pretty well. But there'd every episode be something that came out from a reputable publisher or somebody that had done a great game in the past, and it was a piece of crap with, like, a one out of five. Some of the most notorious games that I can think of that were just bad bad games i saw on there whether it be uh you know everybody knows superman 64 but the aquaman game that came out on playstation 2 and xbox uh all of the movie tie-in games uh big rigs truck racing it's like these were actually coming out from reputable developers but quality control was not part of the process now a lot of these companies have gone out of business so you are left with only a couple of real big developers that have been able to go and you know handle the weight that can sometimes end up crushing a company sometimes too much success is actually a killer so yeah it's been kind of interesting seeing how things go and reading this article on anthem i found myself thinking about the fact because they were talking about multiple delays Will we actually see it this year? Will it get pushed to next year? Will this be a next generation title that we're looking at? And the only thing I can think to myself is after the disappointment of Andromeda, no signs of a continuation of Dragon Age, everything that Bioware is seemingly becoming, I'm like, 
well, I'll wait and I hope this thing impresses me. And the only thing I could think about was, what am I going to wait for? You know, God of War has just come out. We know Kingdom Hearts 3 is supposedly coming out this year. I can't say I can think of a ton of... Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Tyler and me just... There's been a been showing stuff, so it's just like... They, I, I believe that it's actually coming out this year. It's I think that they've been holding back on a lot of stuff getting ready for Here's this. something I should ask. Um, I, you, Tyler, you know I bought Kingdom Hearts 1 years and years ago for PlayStation 2. Did you? Did you? Uh, it's sitting over there. Okay. I got as far as Tarzan Planet... Tarzan Planet. I don't really yeah. remember okay. it. You got to the jungle. I got to the jungle. <laughs> yeah. I did a bit of the, I did a bit of Alice in Wonderland, and I got went to the jungle and everything like that. And then yeah. I never really did anything past that point. Okay. Mostly because I didn't understand it. I've been okay. playing Kingdom Hearts one back with my fiance. I, I'm trying to get her caught up because as soon as Kingdom Hearts three comes out. I've already made arrangements. I've taken several days off of work. Hmm. I've been waiting so long for this. Yeah, I just, for some strange reason, I I couldn't understand the game. I couldn't understand where to go. I couldn't understand what to do with it. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. And I kind of just stopped playing. I was like, I I played it for a little bit. I was like, I can understand why Tyler likes this. Stop. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a pretty linear game too. Like you just you tells you where to go and then you go there. And you I don't do know. Thing I don't know. It. I think I might have got. This was also years and years ago, so I might just didn't click right well. I'll say this because having played it back recently, and you know, I swear we'll get back to the anthem thing. But I gotta get this out now that we've said this. Rose tinted glasses. While I'm still in love with the story of that thing, it amazes me on how many mechanics issues there were in that that we forgave back then and Kingdom Hearts 2 seems to have fixed every one of them like I appreciate now going from Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 2 again having been so long since playing Kingdom Hearts 1 because I played Kingdom Hearts 2 probably six or seven times through completely I think I've played one more than the most actually Oh, really? Because huh. uh, I've always done the thing where like, I would play it uh, because I always wanted to go back and replay them. Because like, a new game would come out and be like, oh, shit, I'm going to restart and go all the way through. And then what yeah. would keep happening is I would make it through one, and I always get stuck on Chain of Memories. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's that one's just... Ugh. But no, you're <laughs> it's right. It's very different. Yeah, uh, I, will, I will admit, every time I do go back to Kingdom Hearts 1, it is kind of janky. Yeah. Um, but like... It's janky, but it's like PS2 janky. Well, that's just it. This is the evolution of games. We've hit a point of perfection that Uh, we never could have imagined. What other game was I played? There's another game that came out that was also like a remake, and I played it, and I was like, it's also, this is kind of janky. But games back then were kind of janky. Kingdom Hearts 1 was kind of like that. There was another one that was a uh, remaster that I can't remember, but I remember it also being kind of janky. Um,. What else? There was another one. But, but was it, it Ico? Because <laughs> no, it wasn't Ico. That's a, that's also one that I've experienced. It's like God, I remember how good this was, and like, there's this is a little janky. Yeah, that's yeah. a good word for it. Janky. It's the best that's... way it is. It's janky. It's just like yeah. it. You can you can play it. You know what you're doing, but it feels just slightly off. Because like yeah. when you're played it originally, you're like, oh yeah, it's fine. That's how games were. You didn't know anything better. Now we play games that are like better responsive and just control better and then you go into this and it's just like oh the camera's just like 
feels like it's at a weird angle, and then when you're yeah. when you respond and move around, it just doesn't feel quite right. It just feels slightly off. My question um, is, should I go back and actually go? Because I know they have the collection now, the remastered collection on PS4. Yeah. Should I go back? I, what, like 1.5 and 2.5? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got 2. those two 7. together. 5? Yeah. <laughs> 2.88 <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. Please act please please be the last one. Please. I, I own all of them. I know, me too. No, it t- actually kind of terrifies me cuz I own all of the releases for all the games. Yeah, I do too. I do. I got yeah. I got them in a stack. I know, I know. You and me. I got a stack <laughs> like this and they're all just pot and they're like chronology order and just like there they all are. There yeah, it is. That's you can just play it. one, two, three, uh, one, two chain of memories. Oh, that's the only one I don't have. I don't have the original Game Boy Chain of Memories. I have re-Chain of Memories. This is a weird one for me. It's like, wow. I didn't have a Game Boy, so I never got the Ah, Game Boy version. I'm not even joking. That's one of only two games that I have for my Game Boy Advance. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've got that, and I've got uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. That's the only two games that I own for the I could go buy it. I've seen it. I could go buy it. It's always at, like, the used store. I I know it's there. Uh... Just I could just go buy it just to have it and be like, there it is, put it worth the other ones. Mm-hmm. But I've got Rechain of Memories. I remember how excited I was when I heard about Rechain of Memories being a thing. And then it was just like, oh, but it's not here. I gotta wait. So I had to wait for Rechain of Memories to come out. Yeah. yeah. But now yeah. it's on one point five. Yeah. So I I just play it on my PS three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's got more stuff in there. Yeah, no, it's and that's a story. Oh no, that's not going. Yeah, to no, that's that's a whole different tangent right there. Yeah. Anyway, back to Anthem and what I was thinking reading this damn article because we spent. Oh dear God, it's been an hour of us talking about this. Okay, wrapping this no, up quick here. It hasn't been an hour. Remember, we've had it. We we. Lost, I know. I know. Lost time. Have you ever seen yeah. that scene where like you do something and it freezes, and then you're like, "What happened?" And you look at watch and you're like, "I lost half an hour." What? Yes, yes. Is we. This? We know. <laughs> Sci-fi trope. Go. <laughs> Come on, I'm Rob. sorry. Hurry just... up. You wanted to say some things. What was the things you wanted to say? I'm here waiting patiently. Cole's licking his lips with anticipation. I'm not licking my lips. I'm biting my mustache. You, uh, stop. You're, 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 just, it's very distracting. I was like having a conversation and then you like make a noise and then it would pop up and then there you are just licking your lips. Oh, I'm like, he's going to stop? No, he's going to keep going. What the hell? Rob, please, I'm stalling for you. This is the part where you collect yourself and come in. I'm sorry, I just... (laughs) It's thunderstorming outside here. Ooh, I need to look outside when I go. I haven't heard it because I'm in the basement. I'm also in the basement. Okay, no, sorry, sorry. I just had this moment. I'm not putting this in the podcast, but I just... I had this vision of us losing time there, and all I could think is Dane going and showing up and using uh, Star Platinum and using the world ability to go and pause time so we could go and talk to him. Oh my god. You're gonna Something... cut out a JoJo reference? You <laughs> never do that. You never do that. I just I just imagined Dane cutting in, going and screaming, Star Platinum! The world! <laughs> it just... Holy the whole world. Shit. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. 
shit. Yare yare. Okay. Anthem. Okay, sorry. Yes, yes. I don't know. I well, you had some ideas. All I can say is it's it just feels formulaic. It's gonna game kind of come out unless they have something more than what they've shown. Like they've shown a lot, but again, it's what a lot of they've shown just looks like. Okay, now here, uh, I'm trying to. When I look at Anthem, I I have this feeling of like the way Destiny kind of felt before it came out. You know what I mean? The original Mm -hmm. Destiny. I mean, yeah. Like people were excited for that, weren't they? Hmm. Hmm? People are excited for the. Well, exactly. Are you excited? Uh, You're excited for Anthem. Well, I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm not excited. I'm kind of interested, but at the same time, like if if people become excited for Anthem because I've I've seen the what happened with Destiny is like so much excitement for Destiny. Within three days, okay, we're done. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of get what you mean though, Cole, because I see a lot of promise and potential in this, the same way I did with Destiny. Mm -hmm. The problem is, because of Destiny, I think that we are... And we're talking about Destiny prob- 1 here, because apparently Destiny 2 is a lot well, better. Hey, uh, having played Destiny 2, it's um, more engaging, but uh, it feels more like what Destiny 1 should have been. You know, kind of talking about how Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 2, big progression in terms of quality and development and all that. Destiny 1 never should have come out. Destiny 2 should have been the original Destiny. That's kind of the situation there, and I don't know. I Anthem, I think, is kind of getting a bit of a bum rap before it ever comes out because it does just feel like a formulaic... It's just another game that we've already seen coming out, especially with some of the stuff they've talked about with multiplayer support and all. It's like, is this just what we're going to? Is this... Is this... Because my opinion of Destiny is just that it's DRM, disguised very nicely. That's all it is. The fact that you can't really truly single player the thing. You always have to be connected. It's just a new form of DRM. I guess. I guess that's yeah. a way of looking at it. Always <laughs> online. Um, you don't need to play with other people to get through it. It's not like a real MMO or anything like even that. Even with real MMOs now, you don't really have to play. You can play all of them by yourself if you really want Actually, to. Actually, from a long time ago, even MMOs, that was like you could play by yourself. Like the only MMO yeah. that I know of currently that you need to, you have to every so once in a while meet up with, you have to group up with people to finish something story-based. And I know you know exactly what game I'm talking about, Rob. And that's Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. But even but even yeah. then, you can play everything else by yourself, and you don't even have to know anybody to be able to do. You just like do the roulette, done. Like yeah, most definitely. I was inarticulate with the way I was saying that. It's more there's more potential in a traditional MMO when you play with other people. There's definitely benefits to the way the games are structured. There's assets of the game that you can't use single player. You know whether it be uh, you know. Uh, link chains and all that stuff, being able to talk to each other or to be able to go and share resources or go and pool assets and all that. Destiny doesn't have anything like that. It's just a single-player game disguising itself as an MMO. And it's, it's, like I said, I really do think that it's just a way of doing DRM. And maybe it didn't start off that way because what we were originally told Destiny was going to be was so much more engaged in terms of what we were looking at for content and how the world was supposed to be set up. 
then the game that we got, it just feels... Uh, the, the first one in particular feels like an incomplete Halo game. It's just a series of small missions put well, together like, that like you a, really could play by yourself. It was Halo without a story, which turned into just grinding all the time. Basically, yeah. And Destiny 2 honestly feels like... it. And I say this as a compliment. It feels like a Halo game, which, you know, it's Bungie. It's the guys that made Halo. They managed to go and make a really gratifying single-player experience. But it's paraded like it's a multiplayer game. Yeah. Like, the whole way that it's set up. The nor- or the narrative to it, if you're playing with a friend... I played it with John the Mega McHugh, and we're playing it together, and it's just like, I can't tell if they're talking to you or me. Because this is so clearly single-player focused. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's DRM, and I hope that that's not what Anthem is trying to do as well. Like you're you're right when you said uh, uh, if they have to show something at E3 to point them away from this the generic MMO single player gun shooting game. Even though that's not like a com- I guess what's the other one? Uh, the next uh, there is Destiny. There was. Um, uh, why am I forgetting the name of it with the Andrew, with the uh, mechs? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my brain's losing me. It's got mechs in it, and it's multiplayer. Mech warrior, it's, but it's single player. No, it's not mech warrior. No, no. Um, it was like the uh, 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 competition towards Destiny because, like, why, why, why do you guys not know the name I'm- of it? I'm I'm it's, honestly trying to figure out which one you're thinking of because the only one that I can really go and put my secret already giant mech warriors. But you're also on the ground. It was all multiplayer and it was all matches. Why you had wall running it? God damn it! <laughs> oh, are you talking about? Um, oh dear God! Yes, uh, the why? first one was a Microsoft exclusive game. Then yeah. Titanfall. Titanfall. Jesus, why am I forgetting? That? Okay, there we go. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, that's no, the, so yeah, that's it, the same kind of genre I think of it being multiplayer but it's also single player kind of yeah i i think that probably the better one to go and relate to would be like the division from ubis or from ubisoft oh uh, yeah that's another yeah. one too yeah although that one i actually see more real multiplayer elements to it though ultimately yeah you could just play it yourself and you'd get all the same gratification out of it yeah yeah that's almost like the crew too also by yeah. ubisoft yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is like the racing game, but it's open world, and you can race against people that you run into, but no one really needs to do that because it's just a racing game. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Maybe that's that's the part of the thing. Maybe it is just like them trying to just always make DRM, and so it's always open world and multiplayer, but you can still a single-player game that you could play by yourself, but you always have to be yeah. online. And that's their excuse to work. Maybe that is what they're doing. Maybe we've cracked the code. Luminati. <laughs> really has... Has anybody else had this thought? Like, if anybody else has had this idea in their head before, please message me, because I'm not even joking here. That came into my head, like, ten minutes ago. Like, yeah. it just finally clicked. Yeah, maybe maybe that is. Maybe it is just, like, they're another version of DRM, so it's like, how do we keep them online and always connected? Well, but not make it to the point of them where they know what we're doing and they go and bitch about it. Yeah, well, we'll just make it a multiplayer game. Massive multiplayer yeah. online. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, again, back to it. I, they have to pull out something to s- distinguish it 
to be it's like this maybe story more story a lot of story options i don't know that's what they're known for yeah. bioware is known for story stuff yeah so so that's all i can see or else it's just going to be another game that's like destiny and you're going to see it and you're going like, to people are going to buy it they always do like oh, again yeah. like i what i brought that up where things are like flops like even these games are popular enough that they're going to sell and then people are going to try it and people are going to complain that complaining is just going to make people kind of like know about it and it's sort of free publicity um like even how bad did uh uh battlefront 2 do uh it sold very well initially yeah but as soon as the controversies really started getting going i mean it was supposed to be the big title of the holiday season you know especially considering how well the first one did just a couple of years previous yeah. And with all the improvements and the single-player campaign they were building in this time to deal with the criticism from the first one, it was supposed to be the big title of the holiday season. And while it did okay, ultimately... Yeah. They still it just made profit. It, is it, it made enough to justify itself and for uh, you know LucasArts not to go and pull the contract from EA for a third one. Yeah, because like with EA, it's just like they have the problem of being a corporation that goes... How much yeah. physical, if you made a diagram of how much possible money could be made out of every, if every circumstances went perfectly, how much can they bleed it for up here? If they aren't hitting that number, then they are not making profit. Yeah. Which is like, well, no, that's like the theoretical, this is how much money you can make off it. You're never going to make the theoretical number. And Yeah. This is the potential. You shoot for here. Yeah. And you hope you don't end up down here. Yeah, but they're like, well, we didn't make it up there. That means we lost money. And it's like, yeah. no, you didn't lose money. Well, all that potential money that we could have made, we lost. Well, no, you You never made had profit. it. Yeah. yeah, you just didn't make full profit. You didn't get full net profit. You just got... You didn't make magic profit. profit. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, that always bothers me. Where it's just like, how much profit are we making? Are we making the theoretical maximum amount? No, no one makes that because a theoretical theory doesn't ever work. It's it's like it's everything has to go perfect and nothing ever perfect always happens. Yeah, I'm annoyed by that. I'm with you. I'm I agree with you, Tyler. Just because that because of that theoretical Walker's like, oh, we didn't make that money, so there's no point in making a new se- a sequel to this. No, they'll make a new sequel because another sequel will make them more money. No, but there's there has been times where they're like, oh, we haven't made this, so we, there's no point in making the next one. Uh, that has happened before. Uh, do you have facts to back you up? Um, let's see. I I couldn't go and give you an EA one, but I could give you the great example of Majesco Entertainment and their Advent Rising series. <laughs> that's a, that's an example right there. Yeah, wasn't that a flop? Yep, exactly. But no. So there's your point. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's, <laughs> that's what I was leading into. I'll, 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 I'll do like research and I'll come back to you next week and I'll tell you. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because, like, those AAA titles, they'll just they'll keep cranking them out because that's going to make them more money. Because it's like, oh, they need to buy another game. Here's another game. And they'll just throw them out. That's, like, where the Assassin's Creed almost happened. That's the Black Ops or all yeah. the Call of Duties is one a year. So, regardless. Yeah. And I was going to go and roll this into a conversation about on how the things that have been tiding me over recently how about, how, until you how, know, the next How about we jump back really quick into Anthem? Would you give it a chance? 
I'm still willing to give it a chance. Per- like I am not I'm not done okay. with it. I Personally, just for me it's not a I, day one. Yeah, I it depends on what they show okay. us. Like they said, they need a big showing at E3. They need to go and give us something. And I got to be honest, I think if this thing is going to have any potential cuz we know there are a lot of titles that are being developed for the 2019-2020 market. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of these games uh, been released recently. We're finally starting to go and see some big titles coming out, whether it be God of War or Shadow of the Tomb Raider coming out later this year, Kingdom Hearts 3. We've been waiting a while to go and have some real big releases from these AAA developers. If Anthem doesn't go and have a good showing and come out sometime between this fall and next spring, I don't know if it's going to have a good market area to come out in especially considering the Bioware has not had a big success in the last couple of years. Yep. I think Andromeda may have hit him hard enough. That might have been like enough of a flop, actually. Yeah. No, between that and people expecting uh, Dragon Age DLC that never came. Yeah. I wonder. What if they pulled Ansem? Like, it's not, that's not unheard of for a game to like be in that much of development only to get pulled. Cole, talk some, please. I need a moment. Cole, take us out. Well, thank you once again, everyone, for joining us. Um, We're always super glad that you always take the time to join us for the end of our for our weekly podcast and we're always super happy to have you You can always ask us any questions that you want you can get a hold of us on our facebook page which is our soccer rangers podcast crew as well as our twitter soccer rangers our instagram soccer rangers and i believe that's everything as well if a gmail account oh yes and our email at soccer rangers podcast and email at gmail.com and of course if you We'd greatly appreciate it if you join us next week when we once again talk about conventions, nerddom, and pretty much anything that comes to our own damn minds. We'll be talking about indie games. Yeah, essentially, exactly. Yeah, so I would like to say uh, with us wrapping up to E3, I think all the next couple episodes are going to be very video game heavy. Agreed. Because, yep. so we talked about, we just talked about Bioware all today. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk didn't about, expect that. We'll talk about indie games all next week, and then we'll just we'll start bringing. The, At that point, games. it'll be E three. <laughs> yeah, well, more or le- well, one. We're two, two weeks away. Three? Are we three? Oh no, we are two weeks away. Holy shit! Yeah, no. Holy so shit. N- <laughs> there yeah, you go. I know. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> Man, we'll have to do a E three lookup and wanting and hopes and dreams and yeah, all that jazz. Definitely. Okay. Yep. That's it. That's it. We're done. Go home. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.